All right, folks. Welcome back yet again. It is another Out of the Rough Golf podcast. It's uh, some of our favorite times of the year, but it's also a great time of the year because it is the first major of the year. It is Augusta National. It's the Masters. It's April. It's Azaleas. It's Magnolia Lane. It's freaking Amen Corner. It's fucking Augusta week. And it's we're here. Freddie Couples. <laughs> it's Freddie Couples. <laughs> it's Jim Nance. It's the whole shebang, shaboom. It's the Masters. And it's one of our favorite weeks of the year. It's the first major of the year. And I'll be damned if I'm not stoked about it. It's a tradition like like no other. Any other. Like any no other. other. Like any other tradition, like any other. other. Either way, I'm pumped about it. I'm really just honestly ecstatic. Um, It's a great week. Um, It's actually going to be a great weekend. We got uh, one of my favorite UFC fighters fighting on Saturday. So that coupled with the Masters, it's just going to be just quite nice. That and Easter, you know, Easter Sunday. (laughs) Jordan Spieth won, you know, several times on Easter Sunday over the past couple of years. So we'll... it's the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> it is officially that time, baby. I can't believe we haven't had a hello and welcome, friends. Whatever the Jim Nance line it's hello, is. Hello, it's hello and welcome, friends. Yeah, it's the Masters. We're here. It's the Masters. Love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's a two-week turnaround for the pod, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's you know pretty quick for us, you know. That's real impressive. It really is. And this podcast and is I... brought to you by It's the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're likely going to turn one around after the Masters too. You know, a major season is when we prank out our podcasts. I mean, I think everybody knows that that listens to this podcast and, you know, that's when the content comes. That's the content is flowing, the big tournaments everybody cares about and you know that's it's two what, worlds colliding now is what it is yeah and that, that makes it that much more enticing you know we got 18 live players against the pga tour guys and you know don't forget the european tour guys it's actually dp world tour guys i refuse to acknowledge that well it's incorrect well. <laughs> <laughs> daft punk world in the tour. same way that it's still the web.com tour to me kidding yeah. dude perfect world tour well maybe the hooters tour i don't really yeah Mm, who could say either who way say we're gonna have two worlds think. colliding at augusta national this weekend and it's gonna be just you know we haven't really had this last year there wasn't really any live guys top storyline of the week dave top storyline of the week right at me yep um well fuck you're gonna put me on the spot wrong it's tiger all right <laughs> <laughs> Always the answer. The dude's the needle. And then after no, that. No, it's, a, it's it's 100% it's, the live guys. I think, I mean, it, it's kind of how you preface it. Like, what is the biggest story going into it? Or what would be the biggest story after the week? Like, if X person won? Like, what? how are you asking the question? What's like, the biggest story going into the week? Going into the week is probably Rory McIlroy getting the uh, career grand slam. I think that's fair. I, I, I refuse to be able to say it because I'm too biased. I, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's generally the biggest story going into it every year, you know, uh, 
of course there you know i think jay day is a big story uh, maybe not a big story but it's i mean there's a reason he was the about. first interview of yeah. the masters being released is that he's on a third he's had, he, he's had good success here in the past he hasn't won it obviously but um it's a course that he's pl- played well at in the past and he's coming into you know augusta and some of the best form he's been in since his last you know top 10 every start this this year so striping uh, the ball top 10 strokes gained yeah he's balling i have money on him a surprisingly down interview from him though like you could see you could tell his expectations are really low like he just wants to get through the week healthy and like he i think he's just the amount of like praise he gave to the other guys like they're gonna be tough to beat like he's like i, I you know if, if my ball striking is there you know maybe i've got i think i do have i didn't chance, watch the but... interview but uh i think i would I would venture to guess that he doesn't want to put his expectations high because he doesn't want to like, you know, he, he has a good thing going. Like he's had this men- yeah. probably the same mentality going into it. He's like, man, I'm in the lows of lows and like just working my way out. So if he, he, he has an expectation going into it, like he's not going to be like, I'm winning this thing. He's just like, if I do well, I do well. And if I win, that's great. But I think it's just kind of a different mentality for him in this, you know, later stage of his career or second, second half or back nine of his career, if you want. If yeah, you want. fair enough. It just and felt he, like a relatively low energy interview where like he seemed almost like cautious answering any question. Like he was scared to even hint at the idea of him playing well. And he would probably tell you he's not all the way back. Right. I mean, this is a dude who's won a bunch of times on the PJ tour. Like he's probably not like, he probably feels good about these top 10 finishes as far and, like, as, where he's trending, but he's not as back. As far as strokes gained over the last three months, he's back. Like he's back. Oh yeah. Just like he was playing in 2015. As far as strokes gained go, as far as mentally, who knows, but uh, when it comes down to like the back nine on Sunday, if he's in contention, who knows if he'll, you know, be able to grasp it and bring it home. But like by all, all like golf metrics, like he's playing really good golf. It was no question. There's three interesting interviews for them to choose for the first day. It was Jason day with his comeback kind of story. I think that's kind of a positive for a lot of people to see J day back and do it. Um, Spieth with the relatively short one at 19 minutes also kind of like an odd interview. It felt like they really didn't touch on any of the usual sub subjects with him. And it was also kind of a strange, almost felt like antagonistic interview, not like mean or contrarian too far, but asking him very like not uncomfortable questions, but just like strange questions that kind of led down Is less there optimistic one that route. Stands out to you that was odd or something? Because I haven't heard the interview. So it... I haven't heard them either, unfortunately. That would have been they just always tend to skew toward like a any sort of like setbacks or like. There was a question. I can't remember who asked it. I want you to say it was like Doug Ferguson or somebody else. I don't want to put it in anyone's mouth, but like, they're like, so, you know, after 10 years is his 10th year at the masters. He's been in 10. He's like, how many green jackets did you think you would have by this point? Which is a very odd question to ask somebody ever. Like, Yo, like, how many times do you think you're going to win this event if you had 10 cracks at it? And like, I think it's a fair question just because of the success he's had at the course right off the rip because a lot of people were like oh my god jordan's gonna have four green jackets but that's like, more the public putting that i know but on. i think it's a fair question in that regard just being like did you have those same expectations that the public had i think like, you need to watch the interview because to, to me you're you're asking a person like like how many how many times do you think you should have won this by now like that's kind of a, right. a a crazy question to ask for anyone to be like oh yeah i should have had i should have five of these like, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say you should have had two of them. Like one hole cost you the green jacket, essentially. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. one, that's not the kind of person that Spieth is. And I think people are going to expect him to answer the way he did, which is like, I have no expectations. I go into every year, you know, trying to do my best. And I, I thankfully cracked it off once and I've had good chances at it, but I never go into it just thinking that I'm, you know, expected to win it or that I deserve to win it. Like, well, then the guy got his answer, maybe not the answer he wanted, but he got the answer. And I, I just don't know what he was expecting Jordan to say. It feels like the logical yeah. answer for any player to say, unless you're like Bryson or Brooks. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, there's only two ways. He was, maybe he was expecting like, yeah, I got one. I should have two. And I, you know, maybe I thought I was going to have three or something like that. I don't, who knows what he was expecting, right. but you know, I don't think it's I can, necessarily an unfair question, but I, I do have to watch the interview. I plan on watching. Like, I just haven't had time yet. I played golf today and stuff like that. But and the third interview was... I can was see Cam- how it could be in this. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, Yeah, the third interview was Cameron Smith, uh, first, you know, live golfer to come up on the interview. I think they relatively kept live out of the out of the key areas of questioning until like halfway through. Um, they asked him like how his game was feeling and, you know, what his expectations were in the week and what, you know, what's been his experience on the, on the, on the property so far, you know, Cam Smith said it's been good, amicable. He's been kind of chopping it up with, you know, guys on the PGA tour, just kind of, he he's considered it a pleasurable experience so far. Hasn't had any animosity or it's just been kind of jovial so far. And he's been, uh, happy about that. Business he, as usual kind of. Yeah, but you know the the reporters were asking kind of more like kind of poking and prodding to see like if there was any animosity or kind of you know friction out there from him. He's like not yet so far. I can't speak to the rest of the week. And then when he was speaking to his game, he was saying it feels pretty. It doesn't feel as good as it felt last year. He says he's still you know the swing feels good, but he hasn't been able to be as creative recently. He says the game feels one dimensional, and I think you can read between the lines. It says the courses and the time off have led to demanding a one-dimensional game. It hasn't challenged all these different aspects of his game, which kind of falls into the narrative that I think me and other people would say. It's like, are you challenging these guys in the right way week in and week out on the live tour with the courses and the places you go to in the competition? And I think Cam Smith's answer right there feels, and he's the one guy who's going to shoot straight. Um, I also think it's probably a pretty difficult task being live and having doors open to courses and opportunities to mix up the venues and stuff like that. I'm sure there's a lot of like, yeah, we're not even going to entertain this type of situation. And granted, that's what comes with what they're doing. I'm just saying like, it may be hard to even book venues for for them. For sure. Uh, But, you know, I'm sure it'd be easier out of the country of the United States um, which they say they're leaning into and stuff like that. But, you know, we have yet to see that really. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the the point still stands though, is that like the expectation was that live tour wasn't going to be challenging enough in terms of game for these guys. And I think Cameron Smith is already a, a pretty strong example that his game doesn't feel sharp right now in that respect. And I, you know, as someone who has him on his fantasy team right now, I'm a little bit concerned but he has said in previous seasons that he has come in shaking the masters. And this has been an emboldening experience for him where he actually plays well. And then it jump starts the rest of his season. Um, so uh, ho- hopefully he has pretty decent form. I'm not exactly rooting for him to win by any means, but it's always good. I, I like Cam Smith as a, as a person. I like his game. He- he's fun to watch play as long as he's not beating Rory and uh, <laughs> you know, it it's just validation yeah. of my concern with the live tour and generally with some of those guys. I mean, I mean that's how the much, whole conversation. How is, much do we weigh Brooks's, competition? Yeah. How much do we weigh Brooks's win last week as 
you know, a good indicator of him competing here this week. Uh, I mean, it's better than how he's been playing just because it seems like he's finding the fucking center of the club, but yeah, I think you can't weigh it too heavily. I think it's like a good metric to like, okay, well he, you know, obviously he's making a good action at the ball. Is that going to translate to Augusta national? Maybe. They're, pro- they're pretty similar courses. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> similar. What is it like crooked something crooked? It's like an animal. I don't know. I can't remember what it is, yeah. but either way, uh, it's a flat public Orlando course. Yeah. Regardless, is that going to translate to Augusta national? Who knows? He's had relatively decent success here in the past. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if come Sunday after the tournament's done, you told me that Brooks got a fucking top 10, even a top five. It wouldn't be crazy to me. You know, the guy is a four-time major champion. You know, he can play good golf. He's played well here in the past, and he just won last week. Um, Do people generally win back-to-back weeks? Not very often. It does happen. Um, So if you had to ask me, I don't think he's going to win. Could I see him playing well, getting a top? You know, if you told me he's going to get a top 15, I'd be like, yeah, probably. I would say, yeah, sure, he's going to get a top 15 this week. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, like if Vegas, I were to set the line like top fifteen, over under, you know, I think I would be just over, maybe. Yeah, I feel like top twenty, same thing. I think what this is going to kind of do is, depending on how it goes, it's going to confirm somebody's narrative, right? If he goes out and win, Liv is going to be like, "Yeah, look, like this dude's balling against real competition. He was prepared, ready to go." And if he goes out and falls flat, then it's going to confirm that narrative that, like, look, there's not enough competition out there. There's not so. It's going to kind of go one of two ways, I think. Like, I can't see him winning and then not crediting the playing on live and, you know, having that extra rest time and saying, I've been focusing for months on just this tournament and geared up at just right time. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I mean, to defend Brooks and live a little bit here is that like just because you won the week before, like people have won the week before and then missed the cut at the Masters the next week. And it just, it's harder to say like one week alone is like the the measuring stick for live. But if you take it, the aggregate performance of the live players, and then you look at the variety and, and creativity and the different aspects of their game being challenged at Augusta, and you see them all having low strokes gain in certain categories as a result of it, then you can start using more data points to say like this tour isn't challenging their approach in the right way or their short game in the right way. And they're getting you know punished by it. Vegas has Brooks at 15th favorite at plus 3,300. Uh, Max Home was at plus 3,000 above him, and Will Zalatoris and Victor Hobland and Sung JM are right below him at plus 3,500. That sounds about right for a struggling Brooks, um, but I think they're actually kind of underrating a couple of guys. But isn't the question, is he is he struggling or has he found it? Like, is the win last week like right. saying that he's found it? Or is it just like, no, there's you're not playing against anyone and you played decent? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I don't watch any live events, so I have no idea yeah. what his game looked like. I didn't watch it either, but I think that's the yeah. question, though. Like, it, did he actually find his game? Like, is he in good stride? And is he going to play well? Or is it like, oh, you're playing better than you have been, and that's just right. good enough to win on live? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even know what the finishing like scores were on. He won no, at minus 15, Sebastian Munoz second, minus 14, uh, someone Burmeester, minus 12, Patrick Reed, minus 12, Matthew Wolf, minus 11, 
and then DJ minus ten. So I don't I don't know what that means really. Uh, minus so fifteen. Minus it 15, does seem minus like the after cream three. rose to the top as far as live standards. Like minus, there's some as far as names go on live, like there was bigger names up there: P. Reed, Dustin Johnson, Matthew Wolf. Obviously, fucking Brooks won it. Minus fifteen yeah. after three rounds doesn't exactly sound like a a super super tough challenge. No, it doesn't at all. I'm not yeah. saying that it was a tough challenge. I didn't, no, that's just like an additional point to make about that leaderboard in particular. Um, sixty six, sixty six, sixty six type of more or less. I mean, that's seems pretty easy, but yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, this yeah. week will show. Um, it, I mean it. Regardless, it's a narrative and it's an interesting, you know, side story to this whole week we have never really had in the past. Do you guys have a, a low live player prediction? Like who's going to play the best yeah. from live? Yeah. Um, If I had a just right now not thinking about it, I would say DJ. Okay. D- yeah. DJ is at plus 2,500. He is not the lowest live uh, better, but he's the second lowest from the looks of it. Yeah, Cam has the best odds, but I think with DJ's success there and stuff, it'd be hard not to say DJ. It seemed like he kind of consistently played well on Cam ha- Live last year. Cam has better results at Augusta than DJ. If you like take aggregate, though, he has like out of his last three starts, he's been in the top five in all three of them or something like that. It's crazy. I also just think if anyone's going to be on. able to, I think if anyone's going to be able to play Live, and do well at majors, it's going to be Dustin Johnson. Like, if anyone's going to embrace, like, the casual, like, easy courses and, like, being able to take that and yeah. bring it to a harder course, I think it's Dustin Johnson. Like, I, I feel like he is just that, that – he's, like, that casual guy that really doesn't give a fuck, and his game is just that good to where he can turn it on, like, one week. And it could be he could miss the cut. I feel like DJ is kind of a guy that's going to go out there and shoot like 78, 78, or he's going to be like, you know, fucking 60s, makes the cut and is in content in contention. I can see that. So do we like you said Cam has a better track record at Augusta, but like DJ has a green jacket. Yeah, so but I mean, like, I mean, in terms of year-over-year consistency and who you think is going to perform better low live player cameron smith's last three masters is t3 t10 t2 like if you had to bet on who's going to be lower this year between those two you would take consistency over a peak right yeah i guess um dj just has been doing it like because cam's only played there three times right no uh four times four because how many times has dj played this course 15 20 uh yeah like 18 something like that i think yeah he's played but it's close i wouldn't be surprised by either um especially with how it sounded like cam's interview went with how you described it where his game isn't exactly as good as it it has felt i just feel like dj i I don't know dj's played 12 money on it i would put dj as the low live guy yeah dj's played 12 masters and cam has played four Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Not four. He's played six. So he's played half as many as DJ with kind of super... with four oh. top tens a t- and three top fives. So, I mean, fuck, that's pretty goddamn good, dude. Yeah, um, DJ, no DJ has had one, two, three. He's also had, he's had five top tens and his 12 starts. 
Yeah. So and he has missed the cut twice of those twelve. Wasn't so, I mean, he hurt that one year? He had like a wrist. I don't think he cut. even played. Are you talking about when he slipped down the stairs when he was no? Like... No, he just didn't play. That was twenty seventeen. Right. There was another yeah. year later that he I was going to win it that year, man. I would have put my fucking house on him winning it that year. But yeah, it'll be interesting though. I'm I mean, who's your low about... live guy, kid? You, we, we said both of us. I think DJ. Um, mm-hmm. who, who would you think? I mean, I'd probably go Cam. Still, I think he'll. I think he'll find something this week. Um, I think he's coming in very humble too. I think that's kind of like he's trying to play the domicile card. I think being as a, a live player, make him yeah. himself the least not threatening possible. Yeah. That's um. Fair. Uh. Honestly, I don't really care. They're both on my fantasy team, so either one of them going low is happy for me <laughs> um, as yeah. long as they don't win it. If they just both sneak in top 10s or top 5s, like that's chill for me. Um, But we've we've focused on Liv for the beginning of this podcast. Let's, I mean, the, the three Partial. best odds uh, are the three best players in the world right now. Uh, Rory and Scotty share a plus 700, and Rom has plus 900. Um. And then the next closest odds after that is a whopping plus sixteen hundred from Spieth. Um, so, if you guys had to, you know, if you if you had the option to take those top three guys versus the field with five to one odds, would you would you take it? Yeah, I would take those three guys against the field with five that, to one odds for those guys. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm taking the field. You're taking the field with. With Scotty, Rom, and Rory, yeah, I'm taking the field with five to one odds. Yeah, so with just Scotty right now, Vegas says you get seven to one. So I, under- for... I understand the question. I'm taking yeah, the field. It just seems... I don't. I don't yeah. think Scotty, Rom, or Rory is going to win. That's that's. Dave's... I would be shocked if it's not one of them. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, but I I, right. I think it. I think it's a relatively bold bold statement um i uh i i think scotty's just terrifying right now right like i don't know he's right there with him like it it's and and we're three weeks out of rom winning like three out of four like yeah they're all bad bad dudes right now and if rory's putter is working as well as he kind of thinks it might be I really like him this weekend. Yeah, if that rumor about how many putts he had in this practice round is true, that's pretty sick. Um, yeah, I, I mean, are we are we worried about Rom? Like, do we think he's going to find it this week? It's been a struggle the last few. He's had that weird. He like WD'd with a stomach bug, and then uh, Austin just felt weird. So. I think he's gonna find it. I had originally said I think Rom's winning the thing. I think right now where I sit, I think it's gonna be Rory. I think he's gonna get the thing done. Um, so I don't know. He he's definitely it, it's been weird the last few weeks. That's made me kind of teeter. Is that your pick for the week? Is it Rory? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, I love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm obviously down to ride that that bandwagon with you well, i mean i don't even know if it's a bandwagon really but um it's a huge it's the, bandwagon if it, it is it's the highest pressure week for him every single year he's been battling this for so long um i want him to win it more than anybody 
I, I think I would truly take a Rory win over a Tiger win right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, here's hoping, man. I, is he my pick for this? It's so, it's so hard because it's, it's so much pressure. And I truly do believe like every year there's more pressure because he feels like he has less and less cracks at it as, you know, as good a shape he's in right now. But it's, uh, it's a, it's a hard nut to crack, man. And at least some of the changes 13, I feel like plays into his hand, obviously with a huge, massive drive with a draw, like that's good for him too. I see him going for it consistently and with, Augusta sounding like it's going to be relatively soft this year. Not like super soft, but relatively soft. That plays into his favor as well. So, 13's the whole they extended, right? Yep. 13, uh, yeah. From from the sounds of it, with the added length, it's just like hit a driver straight out there. Like it doesn't really matter if you bait it or draw it. Like I I think there's enough carry on Rory's drive though that he can he can get over the corner a little bit and the draw should be able to put him in a good position. Very well, maybe the case we'll see. Um, but from what I've heard from a couple different interviews, it's like, it's almost sounds like the hole is, has less character because beforehand it was like, okay, am I going to take three wood driver? Am I going to try to work it around the corner with three wood? Like it, it, to, from the sound of it, it's like they took all the questioning out of the tee shot, and now it's more about the second shot, which is can you hit prefer, it? Which is preferred for which which is preferred for me. And Jordan Spieth argued the opposite was that like now the hole has a lot more character on approach because more guys are gonna have longer irons into their hands versus taking seven irons and hit him in the middle of the green over. Well, and that's over. not different than what I said. I just said like it's now about the second shot as opposed. Would you rather to people drive. be challenged off the tee or on the approach? I'm not saying anything different. I'm just saying the thing was about Rory hitting a draw with his. <laughs> no, you were saying that the hole has less character. Okay, well, I'll backpedal that. I, I, it was just what I said at the moment. Uh, it may not be the case. The Regardless, what I, what, I, what I, what, yeah, what I, yeah, that's more as what I was getting at. Like, it's not so much about the tee shot anymore, and I don't think that's going to play as much for Rory on that hole. Is all all I was trying to make the point at. Yeah, I, it, it removes a club decision making off of the tee. I don't think the tee shot is less demanding. I actually think the tee shot is more demanding. You have to now hit a, a good drive that's straight and you can flare it off to the right, but it's going to force a layup. Um, and if you hit a great drive that has some right to left on it, you have a better opportunity to be able to go for it. And it's going to challenge people with long irons that are going for it. And you're going to have much more interesting approaches. I think, I think it was, I think it was Rory that was talking about it where he was saying that uh just having the like beforehand having the option to try to cut the corner with the driver that it brought much more into play than like if you were to miss hit that like you're way gone as opposed to i don't i don't know i don't know yeah regardless we'll see we'll see how it plays because we have yet to see it so yeah it'll be interesting the shorter hole provides opportunity for people to make more aggressive lines to cut the corner in the hopes that it'll give them like a flip wedge into a par five. But I think the the difference here is that it's going to challenge, I think far more ball striking and approach that I think I find far more interesting than challenging someone off of the tee with, you know, are you going to hit a three wood or are you going to try to cut the corner with a driver? That just isn't interesting to me. That's fair. I, the, like I said, I yeah. was trying to make the point that I don't think his driver being able to draw it is going to make as much of a difference as it might have in the past. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you said earlier, I think we'll see this week and see what's going to, favor because i think that's an, i think that's kind of a i i 
the, the strong faders of the ball, I expect to be laying up a lot this week, especially with how soft it is too. So they got to be able to do it on the fly. You know, uh, I don't think 13's a lot better from this, but I do think it's more interesting on approach now. Um, if it's yeah. too soft though, I like a lot of people are just going to be laying up and it's going to be sitting back and people trying to spin it. You still in have there. that downhill approach shot, which isn't easy. So it's like, you know, right. it's a definitely a tough test or like not test, but like choice, like, you know, I may not even yeah. have a good layup shot. Like if I lay up, I may have a fucking tough layup shot too. So. For sure. Yeah, uh, cool. I, I, I think it's going to be more interesting because of the lengthening. I don't like that it came to this, but uh, I, I think it's going to be more interesting for approach. If when people are having to, when it's coming down the wire toward the te- end of the tournament, I think it's going to be a make or break hole for a lot of people. So I said, Rory, who do you guys have a, a favorite that you're leaning on for this weekend? I think it's hard to argue with Scotty right now. Um, as much as it's definitely like a like the three horsemen at the top right now, Scotty just looks so in control. And the way he plotted himself around that golf course last year, like Rory made a charge for sure, but it was without a whole lot of weight on his back. Um, and Scotty just kind of cruised. And as much as I'd love to see Rory win it, and I think he's probably the the second favorite in my mind, um, Scotty just seems kind of bulletproof right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- so that's you can't really argue you think that. is going to win it. I think I think Scotty is going to win it again. I think he's going to go back to back. Um, that would be crazy. I I want Rory to win it without question, but um, Scotty feels like the guy who's going to win it, and I hope I hope I'm wrong. And I every year I pick Rory, and he gets like second or third. And maybe <laughs> if I just choose Scotty, Rory will do it. <laughs> has it been? How many times has the green jacket been defended, or has it ever? Yeah, it has. Jack and Tiger have both done it. Both done it. Yeah. Um, I guess that that's... leaves me saying who I think is going to win. Tiger, that's yeah. pretty sick. <laughs> no, not Tiger. Um, so it's not really. I don't know. It's more of a gut instinctual feeling. Sure. Um, I have two guys, but the guy that weeds out more is Jason Day. I think he. For whatever reason, I just feel like this is all leading to not him. the the three Easters in a row pick. No, not Jordan. <laughs> you know, I'd be I'd be super pumped if it was Jordan. Uh, but no, I I think J Day might get it done, man. Like out of all the names, you know, when I'm looking at it, like that's the name that stands out to me. And besides him, um, the other name that stands out to me is fucking Cameron Young. Um, yeah, I think that having Webb Simpson's former caddy will help on the greens. He's not necessarily a good putter, but I think his driver is a weapon. Uh, I think he's a great long iron player and Augusta, you need to have good to mid mid to long irons. And as long as he can do enough on the greens, um, I think that that'll get it done. And I'm not saying Webb Simpson is a good putter. That's not my point. I'm just saying a guy with a lot of experience, played Augusta a lot, being able to read the greens and have someone that has the knowledge of the course. I think, you know, just like Ted Scott for, for Scotty. Um, I don't, I don't know uh, how anyone would have interpreted you as thinking, I was thinking that like 
calling Webb a good putter from that. <laughs> well, just saying, yeah. like, because I was talking about putting and that, like, it's Webb Simpson's, you know, former catting, like, well, Webb Simpson isn't a good putter. That's not, like, yeah. what I, the point I was trying to make. Yeah. I, the point I was trying to make is the experience being having seen these greens so many times being on the bag of someone for so long. And uh, I think that'll just help him a lot on the greens and maybe get him not like being the best putter that week, but get him high enough to where his ball striking and off the tee is going to be able to, you know, bring him across the line. But yeah, uh, he like did I said, well in Austin too, like he, yeah, he's two very, two very different courses, sure. but yeah. Uh, but you know, with, with Cam and young, you know, I think he needs course management around there, right? Like with him having only been there once, I, 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 I think having. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh gosh, Webb Simpson's caddy. caddy. Yeah, I, that's I, why I called him that too. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. It's got like a T or something. I know. Uh, damn. Um, yeah. He has such a bizarre major record right now. Do you guys know what his major record is? Like he's played the Masters once. He missed the cut. He's played the PGA badly. Championship. He may, yeah, he missed it badly. Uh, he uh played the PGA Championship once. He got a T three. He played the U.S. Open three times. He missed the cut all three times. He played the U.S. the Open Championship once. He got solo second. He's the only time he's made the cut. He's gotten a T third and a, a second, and he, everything else yes. he's missed the cut. <laughs> he just he just kind of stands out to me as a like major championship player. For, for whatever yeah. reason, like, I, I don't know what it is, but to me, he stands out as a guy that's going to play well in majors, kind of like a Brooks or something like that. Like, it, for whatever reason, it just seems like his game is going to do well in majors. And to be to this point, from what you just said, like, he's missed a lot of cuts and maybe having a new caddy on the bag might manage that a little bit better. Um, yeah. At least from what I think. I mean, I, I think, you know uh at southern hills i think he did a good job kind of playing all the different aspects of his game that were required to to succeed there i think at the old course he just bullied the shit out of it and that was part of the reason why him and rory did so well is that they were just fucking way the fuck down there um but i think it'll be interesting i look we've already gone with through anti-wolf packs but i don't think cameron young's gonna play well at the masters unless he whose name I can't remember like can completely steer him around and it sounds like yeah. he's a talker and he's gonna do that but uh, at yeah. the end of the day he still has to hit the shots yeah I was just saying the two guys that stood out to me and like I said it's just like an in- instinctual gut feeling uh, Vegas has got him yeah. at plus 2800 uh 13th favorite just behind Finau. and his strokes gained over the last three months is 1.91 which is really good um and for the odds that's a really good bet um, yeah it's good value and jade is great value so i do my wager for all the majors where we pick five guys and put money on them and that was the first name that i said like i definitely want to have money on jade because of how well he's playing and the value you can get from because i think jade is right in that like 21 to 2400 and the, i mean realm. that's the first name i said for a reason like that was the name exactly. that stood out to me but i just wanted to for whatever reason, Cam Young, and he's significantly further down the list, just stood out yeah. to me like well, over a lot of big names. Jay Day is plus 25 and Cameron's plus 24. There's two people between them because DJ and Fina both have My plus 25. Are a little different. It's from earlier in the week, but I have yeah. Day at 2200 and I have uh, Young at 2800. 
but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, what, what kind of wet blanket scenarios do you guys kind of see potentially happening? Like the, you know, we've gotten relatively, um, good major winners the past several, but one of these days, like, I think we're going to get somebody who's just like, Oh, cool. A JB Holmes major winner, you know, something along those lines. Know, how often does that happen at Augusta though? It's like Zach Johnson and Patrick Reed are the last two that I would uh, call Ser- Sergio that too. Oh, no, I mean, Danny Willett. Danny Willett. Danny as well. Willett is I wouldn't call Sergio know. that. I would. Yeah, you would. I wouldn't like, I think Sergio yeah. is one of the greats of the game. Like, what does that mean? What does the greats of the game mean? Just as far as golf goes, like his Ryder Cup career, his ball striking, like his shot shaping, like he he won a major later on in his career, like his game, like it, it, it extended like his whole career. Like he is a great golfer by all standards. Like, yeah, maybe he doesn't have the major record that he should, but um, I would contest the he should like. I, I look. He, I think he. I, disagree, I, th- man. I, I, I think he's one of the best ball strikers of all time. I like, I think he's I think he's overrated, and I think his personality when they kind of paired him up against Tiger as like a new fiery thing, like bolstered his kind of praise. But he he has the exact same tr- track record, if not worse, than Adam Scott on the PGA Tour and majors. And it's no no coincidence they're both shitty putters. Like putting is what held both of those guys back. If they were half the putter that Tiger was or whoever you want to name, like they would have significantly better. Sure. Players. And you can say the same thing about Hideki who has yeah, damn near the I'm same not, record. I'm not them. saying that that's not like part of, that's part of them. I'm just saying like, it, is Adam Scott one of the greats? Is Hideki one of the greats? I would, I wouldn't consider Adam Scott or Hideki, but I would consider Sergio. Why? Because they don't get the opportunity to show it in the Ryder cup. Like you, well, how much the, the whole idea here well, is Hideki is still significantly younger than those and two yet guys. has almost as many wins as them and has the same number of majors as them and the same major as both of them. And I'm just going to let his career light ride out. I'm just saying for my opinion, Sergio's up there as far as some of the greats of the game. That's just my personal. Opinion. I, I kind of fall as is the case often, right in between two of y'all. Like, I think Sergio is above the Danny Willits of the world. Um, well, but, yeah, Danny Willett doesn't know. have a win. Danny Willett doesn't even have a win on the PGA Tour. But who do we just say uh, that won uh, at Augusta? Hey, Becky? Adam Scott? No. No. Um, it's like Patrick 20... Reed? Danny Will won the Masters, but he, but he he didn't he didn't win like a normal PGA right. Tour event. I mean, right. Patrick Reed, That's what Dustin I'm saying. Johnson. There... Yeah, Sergio feels like he fits in the Patrick Reed level of golfer to me, which is like a cut above a no name guy. Yeah, is what I'm saying. The greats of the game to me is like usually like the top twenty guys of all time. What do you call like the greats of of something like? I don't think Sergio even sniffs being a top 75 guy of all I time. I think he's one of the most talented ball strikers to to play the game of golf. I think people say that because his putting was so bad. It's like you how do you how else do you like praise a guy who can't get it done? Like, well, his his ball striking is so incredible. Like all these guys' ball striking is incredible. Hideki's ball striking is incredible. Adam Scott's ball <laughs> is incredible. It's their type of game. That's like 
it's that that's a prototypical mold that they come from. Like Brooks is an incredible ball striker. Like there's a ton of guys that have like a different sound off the face. Cam Cameron Young, incredible ball striker. Justin Thomas, incredible ball striker. Like he he has one major in like 13 PGA Listen, Tour wins. And as I preface prefaced, it's my opinion. Like you can yeah. disagree with it all you want. We have a podcast. So. It's my job to disagree and or contest <laughs> subjects you. of this. I got you. I was just saying mine. So I think who, I'm coming with a valid argument. Who do you have in mind then, kid, as like a wet blanket? Because I'm trying to come up with a name. Is it like a Tom Hoagie victory type level situation? Um, it's fucking Bryson. It's the wet blanket. <laughs> Well, I mean, like is it Bryson is, just somehow finds finds magic this week and bullies fucking Augusta National and somehow has his putting dialed like he did at Wingfoot and he wins? I think that would be the biggest wet blanket over the whole golf world. I'm trying to think of something like less like entertaining. Like I think a Bryson win would be horrible, but like <laughs> like incredibly entertaining in the sense of like people yeah. would talk about it. A wet blanket to me is you know. Jimmy Palmer winning the not Jimmy, Jimmy Palmer. Palmer Jimmy Walker I would be pumped on Jimmy Palmer winning Augusta somehow he got into the field like J- Jimmy Walker winning the PGA Championship like where people won't, don't even want to acknowledge that it's real like that that to me right. is like a win from like fucking uh, I'm looking at the list here like nothing against any of these guys but like I think Brian Harmon winning would be like that for me. It'd be cool, right. like a a short hitter, like coming out on top. But like Zach Johnson's win is considered a wet blanket to a lot of people, I think. And then I think there's no big name wet blankets, like people with like I think Patrick Cantley would be a huge wet blanket to me. Like, I, I it just yeah. doesn't it doesn't strike me as somebody I think too many people are rooting for. He hasn't given people too much of a reason to root for him. Um, and uh, that's I think we're just due for one of those, but I keep saying that every year and somehow we keep skating by with like interesting major winners. The thing is like the, the reasoning is for that is that the names of wet blankets is so much smaller than like, you know, names you can build a story around or get behind, you know? Yeah. I mean, I agree, but I feel like we were so close to so many of those happening this or last year. Like, I think to me, like, well, meet that's up, perfect meet, because meet you up. want you want that right but you i'm getting like we've like, been cutting it no, close you were saying like well that it's easy because there's so many good names but they've always been challenged by somebody who would be a wet blanket to me like and the and it didn't happen like at the pga yeah. championship last year i would have considered me to be a bit of a wet blanket to me and like his story is yeah. kind of interesting but not enough for me to be like wow what an incredible major winner and opportunity for this for someone who had never even won on the pga tour yet um so it sort of feels like did he earn it? I mean, you win it. Yeah, you do. But it, you know, we, I think we got lucky there and I, you know, I can't think of all the majors at the top of my head, but I feel like we've had a lot of potential wet blankets that haven't panned out to me. The most yeah. recent wet blanket is, and sorry, Ryan, but like Gary Woodland at Pebble beach to me is the most recent that's wet blanket. Fair. You're telling me that 60 degree off 16 was a wet blanket. That was it, a baller. That it was a, it was a cool shot. I just, I, I don't, I don't get riled I up totally or very interested in Gary Woodland. He doesn't strike me as a very you know, entertaining guy. But, That's you know, you, you, Dave and I were talking about this maybe a couple of weeks ago, but like, what's the most like combustible winner that like would break everything? And Dave came with the interesting 
option of it. Do you remember who you said? Yeah, I said Phil. Yeah, I mean, holy shit. Would that not like just, just that might break down the fabric of professional golf. If I you mean, if Phil like once again topped his own record of being the oldest major winner at Augusta being his, would it be his fourth or third green jacket? It would be his fourth green jacket. Yeah, so his and fourth his seventh green major. jacket after being the like, head of live like initiative and like playing like absolute dog shit yeah. too like that's even like how he does it like that's how he did the pga championship he was playing like absolute dog shit dog shit came in won it played like absolute dog shit the rest of the year but won a major championship <laughs> and yeah. augusta is of course he's played well at like it's not out of the realm of pop- possibilities like is it going to happen most likely not but it definitely could happen like I, yeah yes, i agree that that is a very it's on the like verge of plausible to me just because it seems like he's so just broken as far as golf goes right now the first one that popped in my mind that is in a very similar vein would be brooks like if brooks went out there with theoretically netflix out there filming after this last season of the doc and what that would bring with that live fire and he's back and you know, going up against Scotty after saying, like, I don't even remember who won last year at Augusta. Like, all of that, I think, could be that would light the golf world on fire. Like, Twitter would be going crazy. People would be losing their minds. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I think that's a pretty apt, um, comparison as well. I, I worry that uh, we might lose some of the juice for, um, full swing because I, I doubt they're following the live guys right now. Are they like, who knows? I think it would be it, dumb. It, yeah. I think it would be dumb not to follow the big names. And right. But like, does PJ tour pull their clearance to participate if they're following the live guys to bolster their very well brand? May have done Right. That, so like, what's, I don't know if they had to choose sides, they're going to choose PJ tour. So like, yeah, I wonder if they're even following Maybe live should. guys in that respect. Yeah. Well, but like, you got regardless if Brooks wins the major, like you're gonna just leave that major out of the whole documentary. Well, right, they pretty yeah. much let they left Cam Smith out of the documentary winning the open. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they said he won it. Well, yeah, they would say Brooks yeah. won it, they just wouldn't have any of the behind the scenes stuff they've had with them last yeah. season. Um, right. well, Cam wasn't on the show, obviously, like Brooks. Is a character, so I guess it just depends if he's they're following him, like you said. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It'd be interesting. Following, they haven't said who they're following this season. Yeah, but things can be retroactive. Rory's entire presence in that yeah, season was true. retroactive. It like, was obvious, dude. <laughs> like yeah. the idea is, like, if you win a major, like it's probably worth sitting down with Netflix and trying to pad in some, you know, behind the scenes mm-hmm. and other stuff to make it, you know, at least semi tangible. But. Anyway, you know who else I think has a good chance this week? And Dave will love me saying this. Do you have a like bombshell, like crazy thing like Brooks or Phil? I, well, I initially said like Patrick Cantley being a wet blanket, oh, but okay. but a combustible yeah. person to win it. I think you guys said two of the the best ones. Um, obviously, a, a Bryson win would be brutal just knowing that he gets to go back for the rest of his life and he would host a champion's dinner where it'd be like, protein shakes and whatever imagine, else imagine <laughs> oh, if it God. was just pro like appetizer protein shake gary players yeah. like fuck yeah about <laughs> time <laughs> everybody 100 push-ups let's do it um God. yeah i mean it's already tough enough that patrick reed attends those things that yeah 
Bryson being in there too, it's sort of like, God, like maybe we should start considering disinviting champions. Should we talk about, you know, if there is a chance for there to be kind of any, I think, shit talking or chaos this week? Do y'all think the champions dinner is where that comes out? Um, Cause some of the older guys. I don't think I... there's going to be any shit talking at Augusta national. Like I think everyone's going to mind the Rainers, And if it is, yeah. it's going to be offsite. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, the champions dinner is pretty like tight lipped and it's, kind of closed doors so i don't think if anyone's going to leak anything it's going to be someone like pastor creed but um or maybe justine goes in and eats for him i don't really know <laughs> but it. yeah it's uh i think it's going to be amicable i think people have too much reverence for the masters in augusta and like they're going to yeah. be on their best behavior despite whatever league they're a part of i mean the fact of the matter is is that like phil was so worried about just his presence being a potential disruption that he just like bowed out and from everyone's take from him and other people like augusta didn't say you can't be here it just was sort of like he chose not to because he didn't want to right. be the story i guess i don't i don't really know but i think people have so much reverence for augusta that they're always kind of on their best behavior. I can't remember yeah. the last person who was like, just like a shit show there. Um, so before we before I put it in the Bryson vote, someone that I think has potential to be, uh, you know, a factor in these and might finally break through, is the guy Finau. I think there's a potential, you know, uh, breakthrough moment for the guy who has been slept I on for so I long. I have Finau on like highlighted as like a guy to bet on this week if that means he's, our, he's on my list and, too and he's I in really my wolf back you know like yeah. Fino's <laughs> my guy now so yeah Fino is my guy now yeah no that's a t-shirt waiting to happen but yeah he's played well here in the past and uh yeah he could very well break through that would be a hell of a story I would be all for it yeah it'd be sick I'm scrolling well, down the I'm scrolling on the odds right now and at plus 6,600 is Patrick Reed, and at plus 7,500, 900 more is Tiger Woods. I will take a bet with somebody right now that Tiger shoots lower than Patrick Reed at this event. Anyone want to take my bet on that? I do not want to take your bet on that. No, I do believe you're correct. Like, that is shocking to me. I mean, I just don't want to be rooting for Patrick Reed this weekend. That, so. there does, that, that does sound like a nightmare. After like I, I do think Patrick Reed will probably finish better than Tiger, but I'm not going to make the bet because I don't want to root for that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, That's I crazy. Say, I say don't root against the cat, man. Like, cat's still got speed. I mean, cat's never anti, missed a cut. He's in my anti-wolf back, so yeah. maybe I should take the bet. It, I mean... <laughs> But uh, live guys Patrick couldn't Reed be in your too. Yeah, he would be too if live guys were eligible. That's true. Yeah. Um, they're completely disrespecting Keegan Bradley at plus eleven thousand. I mean, his form is strong right now. His terrible swing is doing good things for him. Like speaking of anti Wolfpack, he's not in mine, but you know, he's in, I, yeah, he's not. For I don't me. think he's in anyone's because no. he wasn't relevant. He wasn't relevant enough. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's any a tough chance? One, any long shots on Larry Mize or Mike Weir or Sandy Lyle guys? Anyone willing to put $5 down to win $75,000? <laughs> Good. <laughs> nah. Uh, you know, one thing that kind of comes together during these majors is we have our fantasy league 
and we have team matchups that happen at each of these majors. And this is when the, the season really starts to heat up. Um, you guys feel like you want to speak to your squads going so far, maybe give a little piece of, uh, you know, what you've been, you know, scheming over there. Sure. Um, you know, my squad is the homosexuals and it's not homos homosexual. It's homo like Max Homa because he's my boy and he's the leading the pack as far as my fantasy team at 17 points. Um, I think he is low key not being focused on going into this major. He doesn't have the best major record going up to this point. He does not, but you know, he has been better over the last year, let's say 12 months. Um, but over the last three months, Homa is, Strokes gained 2.41. Um, that's really good. Um, and I think, you know, I think we can I think we can think good things out of Homa. He may not win, but I think he's not missing the cut. The boy's not losing me points. And I, I think he'd I'd like definitely him for get top a top 10. Even a top 20 would be great for me. I mean, his you know? his best finish at the Masters is a T forty eight, and his other two starts are misses miscuts there. Yeah, but it's a different Homa. I, I don't disagree. I, I think, yeah, I think the the best you know thing we'd see from him is him cracking that top twenty. He's only gotten one top twenty in a major in his career. I think, like I said, I think you know, I I don't I don't think we're losing points. I think he's a different Homa, and I think he's going to make the cut at Augusta. And he's going to be pumped on that, and he very well may find some, you know, good game on the weekend and get a, get himself a top twenty, and we'd be elated to get a top ten from him. Uh, and then you know, going on after that, we got the boy Cameron Young, who I spoke on earlier, who I think he's going to win it. Is uh... yeah, he could low key win <laughs> this shit. So we're, we're we've already looking. litigated his major record, both impressive and horrible, somehow simultaneously. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I You got a I mean, you have a previous Masters winner in your roster, Dave. I very well do, kid. I very well do. It's my boy Adam Scott. Um, he you know, he's a ball striker. You know, you you can never really count him out. You don't think he's there, but he might be there. That's the kind he, of guy he, he is. He still shows up to Augusta even in recent years. The main issue is just the broomstick putter just lets him down. Yeah. Last I mean, he he's has... not a good putter. We all know he's not a good putter. <laughs> the guy can't putt. Do, do we remember when he had like the putter at the Masters where it looked like it was like a moose head? It was like so massive yes. amount of like metal and craziness. Like that was fucking crazy. Um, Dave, you, you, your speed at which you're running through your team is remarkable. Um, <laughs> you also have Maverick McNeely, KH Lee, and Adam Svensson. Out of all those guys, um, first of all, is everyone playing in it, or did Mav make the Masters? No, I don't think Mav is in it, uh, but KH Lee and Adam Svensson are in it. Svensson won, that's why he's in it, right? Yes. Okay, got it. Um, and you are matched up against your very own roommate and housemate um it's a weird way to put it but yeah that was of all the words my, my uh girlfriend of almost eight years but yeah uh 
yeah, we're playing each other in fantasy golf and she's got a hell of a team on her hands this year. Um, she's above me in fantasy this year. And, uh, honestly kind of getting bolstered by one remarkable season so far from one Matt Kuchar, uh, bringing in <laughs> six points for her team. Uh, did not expect that. And uh, he's not even playing this week. I think only two or three of her players are playing this week. I yeah. Yeah. Play him and Norin. I don't think Penrith Kuchar or McCarthy are playing. So that can work for her or against her. They're not losing her points, which is nice. And the guys that she does have, Norin, M, and Chaffway, I think M and Chaffway are making the cut for sure. Norin may or may not. He, Norin's a guy that could go out there and get a top 10, and you're like, damn, of course he's top 10 ink. Like, you know, I don't know about of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but he has that we, kind of game that when he's dialed in, he's also a, an incredible ball striker. Oh he's got a unique ball striking. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's on Sergio's level. I mean, I he compresses say... the shit out of it, man. He's hitting that ball yeah, into the fucking earth. The shit out of it. You can tell by his damn pre-shot routine. He's trying to dig, like he's trying to send that thing to the goddamn core of the earth. Yeah. That's his goal, man. And then <laughs> on, he... on her team that we didn't talk about is Xander. And I think he a hundred percent could win the thing this weekend. Like that would not surprise me in the least, but his strokes game numbers are out of this world right now. I think he's got a, a real shot we didn't mention. I've got a bold statement. Xander ain't winning a major till he wins one. And if you know what I mean, That's you know what I mean. Bold, it's not a bold statement. That, yeah. Xander- it's just like accurate facts. Yeah. That's how words work. Yeah. Xander can't win a major until he can prove me wrong. That's the same the, exact thing. It's exactly. You are correct again. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing it till he does. He's not doing it till he does. So, kid, you don't think he's doing it? I don't think he's doing it. I think he's. You know what? He might. He might t two here nine more times in his career. But he burnt me too many times to not get it done. Where you know, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. He he's the new Ricky, except for he wins more. Sorry, Dave, catching straight. I I mean, does history reflect that? Has he won more than Ricky? I think I think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Worldwide, pretty... no way. Oh, Dave sneaking in the worldwide. Oh <laughs> <laughs> He's got a show, but yes. it's a big win. Uh, Xander won it last and, year. And fucking Ricky has a player. Xander did win the Scottish Open last year. So they they cross each other off there. Uh, he's got a player's win. Ooh, yeah. Ricky's got five PGA Tour wins and then two European Tour wins. And I'm pretty sure Xander has eight maybe pj tour wins um i'll we let you know though. partner events with Cantlay. but dude there's also some hero world challenges in there For ricky yeah xander has an olympics sure he does sure, sure he, no, does. No, he does are, He's are, got the medal. are you challenging that <laughs> xander yeah xander has seven pj tour wins two european tour wins and one he has three other wins and Zan- and ricky had two other wins but he doesn't have uh, players. And then Xander actually looks to have, he has two runner-ups in majors and one T3. And Rick's then... got a runner-up at Augusta. So does Xander. <laughs> Boy, sounds like it was a really accurate statement, my kid. I mean, look, I'm not a Xander Listen, guy anymore. But podcast, I'm not going to not go to bat. I know. As um, you should. 
look, I think Xander won't win. I think he's capable of winning a major and yet continually doesn't. Um, he's had yeah. so many cracks at it and he hasn't shown that next gear that he needs to Dude, get the job done. Who would you take Xander or Rick, who is out of the field <laughs> this weekend? To get the job done, I think they got an equal chance. That's <laughs> <laughs> saying a lot. It's a true toss-up. Out of out of Haley's players, I think Sung Jay has the best chance of winning. Out of the three guys who are in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Shoffley has a better shot than Sung Jay, but Sung Jay has played here played well here in the past. They've played equally well there. Sure. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I think Xander's played consistently more off like better there. But yeah. And and, and Sung Jay played was it COVID? Win. I get it, Dave. I get it. All right. November. <laughs> be gone. Then November, like we got when we do that same shit, we gotta come come at DJ though, too. DJ's fucking win doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, think about when the ball rolls back. Are any of those actually wins? I mean, fuck. Who could say? We'll Driving find right out. by that. Driving <laughs> right by that. All right, Ryan, let's get into your fantasy. Yes. <laughs> Actually, hold on quickly. Yeah, I think you and I should make predictions of who we think is going to win that matchup between Dave and Haley. Um, she's got three guys in the field. That also means she has three guys who aren't going to miss the cut. Um, although it's really hard to miss the cut of the Masters if you're actually good at golf. You know, there's 90 guys in the field. Yeah. 40 of them are 90 years old. <laughs> Like there's amateurs and there's amateurs. Yeah. Like it's it's really it's pretty much a live field if we're being honest. Like, is it even really like I mean, guys, like is the players harder to win the masters? Yes. Should it be the real major? No. Well, <laughs> no. Wow. He Jesus. Doesn't know. He doesn't know. Scorching hot takes. It shouldn't be. But it is harder to win. <laughs> I guess both can be true. I mean, look, I I don't necessarily disagree with Dave saying, because I think the Masters has earned its place as a major without question. It's just arguably not that great. It's fine. The Masters is fine. That's been a mistake. We have to do this every year. God. (laughs) Look, the Masters is incredible at everything besides being the best major. Like it is, it is so good at the production. The apps are incredible. The grounds is immaculate. The Masters, as Augusta, Augusta National is the best club in the world that runs the best tournament as yeah. terms of the logistics and like the quality of it. It's just not the best major, is the main thing. That's, I, I think it's important fine. to say that on the week of the Masters. I think running so, on that parade is important. So if they change it, <laughs> I know to, you do. Just let's say they change it to an open qualifying like the US Open. That'd be nasty. The, British Open, and Fully it was in. the Augusta National Open. I'd be f- so fucking in. Yeah, you know how many people's fun. lives would be made by it would that? Be better, like if you it would be better in. than the PGA. What's up? It would be better than the PGA. It's still better than the PGA, <laughs> but so it's third. So would he go up to two even? Or but no? I, the PGA has been showing up since like Kiowa and Southern Hills. Like it's getting close. To me, it's almost neck yeah, and neck. But what's the rota for the next few years? Are we going back to fucking like? fucking northeast Louis or whatever <laughs> i mean i don't i don't really know i can't remember what the road it goes to all i know is that like i know where the, the masters is going to over and over and if like <laughs> <laughs> and i look at the end of the day like that's kind of unfair if we're being honest like it has a bias because people actually can remember through their dumb brains what like's going on there well they're <laughs> talking about building a second course at augusta so do you see a world where there's no. like no 
Okay. <laughs> they'll run. They'll run Just the Anwa. Swat that one down. Yeah. They'll run the Anwa there probably, and then there'll be more member play while the course has to get like in peak condition. So I think it's great. I like. I get that. That. That piece that was it the was it golf.com or was it golf digest that did that whole like history of the masters and yeah, like I don't know the interactive going, map that was fucking sick. That was a great piece. It was long worth the read when I read it. it. <laughs> worth, worth the read for sure. Um yeah. go out there and find it through this and really you got depressed on things and it was like this is there on the map. This is what it looks like in the future. This is the nine hundred million acres of land that they've bought over the years. And it showed yeah. it like you know, earlier on and stuff like that. It was cool. I liked it. I did see yeah. it. Big fan. Um, Ryan, who's winning between their two teams? Um, uh, Dave, I... Dave, Dave, you have Max Homa, Cameron Young, Adam Scott, Cage Lee, and Svensson in the field. Yep. Um, no Don't matter. Count Svensson out. I think Ryan knows that. Uh, I do you know that? Ryan, who do you who do you who are you picking in their matchup? Boy, it's really tough. And I, I think it's Dave. Um, I think it's like who's kicker. carrying the water? Who's carrying the water? That's the thing is, I think you've got top twenty at least for Homa, possible at, top five. Really, his be- get, at worst, his best finish ever at the Masters. <laughs> yes, look, he, dude, he's it's playing a different, a different level of golf right now. It's yeah. I, I think he's top twenty. Um, Cameron Young, I think, is another top twenty again. I know he shot 10 over last year, but it just feels like the ceiling is higher for Dave. And I got to go. See, with that. I, I think Dave only wins a matchup if Adam Scott shows the fuck up. Like he's the only yeah. one that you can really count on that team to actually do something. Like, I think they'd be great, but like, he's the one that would be like, okay, Adam, I know I can at least get two points out of you. Like yeah. he, he, he very well could get, you know, a, a top 10, but I guarantee he's going to get a top 20 and it's double points for majors. Like, He's the one I would bet on to like make a top twenty out of his group. Like I think it'd be great if Max Homa shows up, but like sure, yeah, he's I've got to prove it. I could see Spencer showing up and getting a top ten just out of left field. You could see it, but if I bet you fifty dollars right now that he's gonna get a top twenty, <laughs> would you take it? No. Okay, there's the reality. <laughs> yeah. But if um, so do you have yes. Do you have Haley relative. winning then? My worry with Haley's team is Norn just missing the cut by a mile. Um, right. That that's my worry there. I think Xander's getting a top twenty without question. I think Sungjae is has the ability to sneak in and get a top ten or a top five, truly. Um, but Sungjae could also just get a T sixty, and that that <laughs> that's the kind of player that he he is. Um, so, you know, I I'm gonna go out and make a stretch and say that. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone either way. It's a tough matchup. It is a tough matchup. It's supposed to be with how we Yeah. Play. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm I, going to go with Haley purely for the sake that there are very few opportunities for her to miss the cut this week. Yeah. I mean, I could easily have right. Spencer, Cage, Lee, Adam Scott miss the cut. And Cameron Young could miss the cut. I mean, he, he missed the cut by a mile. Mm. <laughs> but it's yeah. a different Cameron Young. Oh, it's a different Cameron Young now, too. He's yeah. rookie of the yeah. year, Cameron Young. <laughs> he still has the same number of wins this year as he did last year, Dave. Every time. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Uh, Ryan, your matchup for uh, this major is between you and one B White, uh, your team. Uh, just to save time for this pod, Ryan. I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah. No, you're good. Rattle you it know, off. 
Uh, you have Patrick Cantley, Jordan Spieth, who have both played really well at the Masters consistently. Billy Horschel, Tom Hokey, couldn't tell you a damn thing about their previous performances there. One Joel Damon and Chris Kirk, both of which I believe aren't playing. Is Chris Kirk? I think Chris Kirk might be at the Masters. Chris, because he won this year. Damon, I don't think Damon is. Correct. Yeah. So, um, kind of love that Damon <laughs> known to miss a cut here or there. Um, I feel really good about the team. I feel like we've had good balance. I've gotten good performance out of a lot of the guys. Um, I just need a little bit more action out of my my workhorses with Cantlay and Speed to get some W's. Um, but I feel really good about both of them playing there this weekend. Uh, again, wouldn't be shocked about either one of those guys putting on a green jacket on Sunday. Um, the, the difficulty, so though, I, right, is that the team that you're playing against is the team that you've called to have the winner, <laughs> which is correct. Rory McElroy, that, that is a tough scene. Yes, that is. I tough. I do I do think though that even if Rory wins, you could still win your matchup because the rest of his team is Tommy Fleetwood, Aaron Wise, Ricky Fowler, J.T. Poston, and Adam Hadwin. And I think Adam yeah. Hadwin and J.T. Poston are in the field. Adam Hadwin is not, but I think there's tons of cut missing potential from him. Aaron Wise, thankfully for B. White, already WD'd from the Masters, and and you know pro- like. You know, thoughts going out to him uh, because he he withdrew for mental health reasons. But I think that saved him some exposure on potential risk of missed sure. cuts. Um, Tommy Fleetwood kind of coming into form. So maybe he's played well at the Masters in the past. So, you know, I think it's not that close, but maybe B. White's team can get frisky. Um, I, I think we you've got to talk about squad. that. Rick does potentially have the chance of being out Shoffley. Um, I think they have an equal chance of winning is what I said. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We feel good about what Rick's going to do this weekend. I feel (laughs) very comfortable that he's going to enjoy watching from home. So, Uh, I mean, look, Ryan, your team is is the third seed. BYU's team is the eighth seed. Most three seeds beat eight seeds. And I'm I'm going with your team to win this, Dave. Do you have any, uh, like I I would agree. And I think what you laid out with, even if Rory won, like Ryan's team has a good chance of winning. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a tough look when like you have, you know, one, you have the odds favorite alongside Sky Scheffler to, to win it being confident. They're going to win it and still be like, eh, I think we can still squeak out the win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which it also is, speaks to Ryan's team being that good. Yeah. I mean, he did a great draft. Patrick Cantley, Jordan. And dude, I wouldn't be surprised if Billy Ho fucking found magic and won this week. You wouldn't be surprised if Billy Ho found magic and won the Masters. <laughs> yeah, that that would wouldn't be even slightly surprise you. I, I mean, I guess I would be surprised a little bit, but like it's not out of the realm of possibilities for me. Those are different statements, but yes, I agree. It, it's definitely possible. Um, it's not a probable better chance and... than Rick. Dude, if, if Billy Ho was leading by three going into the back nine on Sunday, I would still I would be, be, I would still be convinced he back? wasn't going to win it. Who's three back? Truly, like as long as it's one of those guys in like the top ten favorites, I I I'm okay. I'm still not worried. Yeah. Yeah, I feel <laughs> for, good about the matchup. For what people, you know, that's Scotty, Rory, Rom, Spieth, Justin Thomas, Cantlay, Smith, Morikawa, Shoffley, J Day. Like any of those guys, maybe not J Day, but I think any of those guys, even those that enter, can't win it. Um, we'll get it. What if it was JT yeah. or Fino? Yeah, Zan- yeah that, uh, JT, be... JT has shown last year that he can close on a major when he's in a tough spot. 
I'm just, I yeah. was just asking. Finau hasn't shown us that, but I'm, I have more confidence in Finau than I do Billy Ho, even if he's three shots back, because that means just he's... asking questions, my man. Yeah, I think they're, those <laughs> are both good questions. I, I don't know that I would feel great. I, I would definitely want to see the ball get onto the green on 18 before we're celebrating. <laughs> um, all right. So, the the four seed versus the seven seed. I am the seven seed, but my team was built for this fucking moment. Um, we have the Mahasbacks, Jimmy's team with Scheffler, who I think is gonna win it. Um, Sh- Shane Lowry, Sepp Straka, who just aced whatever fucking hole that was, twelve. Um, Louis Ustazen, who's in the field. Um, Mackenzie Hughes, who's been playing better golf. Keith Mitchell, who is a golfer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and uh on my team i have justin he thomas Mitchell's got game he does have game he's a golfer um on my team i have justin thomas who has historically not played that well at augusta and is not playing that well this season hideki who does play pretty well at the masters and has won it cameron smith who we've already you know talked about his performance dustin johnson who we've also already talked about his performance siwoo kim who is the best player on this team and then Jason Day, who Dave thinks is going to win this Masters. I mean, who are you guys picking in this matchup, boys? You said Shane Lowry, some Mossbacks? <laughs> I did. He did say that. Mm, is that tough? I, I, did it's... I mention I pick? I have the guy who you think is going to win the Masters? Yeah, I was going to say it's no, kid all day. Yeah, this no, is very was... much the same B. White situation where, like, Scotty could definitely win this thing, and then you still probably eke it out. The only the only risk he I does have have the septic tank. I the, the I think the crazy thing is is that him and I I think both of our entire teams are in the field, which yeah. is pretty wild. Like is, lots of volatility. Is the septic tank not in the field? Septic, I said both of our teams are complete. All of them are in the field. The septic tank fucking yeah. ace twelve today. Hell yeah! Well then, dude, are you counting them out? I am counting his team out against me, yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I, like I said, I have. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with your like team it. too, but I just wanted to bring a little bit of liveness to the matchup. Look, I, yeah, it, I said it at the beginning of the season. I'm like, it's going to be a tough spot when I come in a high seed, like I mean, as a I high number seed, getting a top twenty or a top ten. You know, I could see Scheffler and- definitely winning it potentially. It, it, you're really talking about their Jimmy's team's highest against kids like average. Like that's kind of what you're thinking about there. Yeah. Um, well, it's possible too that Cam Smith and DJ are out fishing together on Saturday afternoon because they haven't played any competitive golf in a year. Like that would be the scenario that would have to happen. That, that's that's the only risk I run. But I mean, if you guys watch Live Golf, if you guys watch their social channels, DJ's driving drivable par fours and easy two putting for birdie. All right. So look that, out for yes. my guy DJ. That was, a sh- that was a shot at me because I shared that on our group message because he was the stupidest thing about that clip is that you didn't even get to see the shot. Like it was just him teeing off on the side, and then it just cuts to him on the green. Like, yeah, we yeah. got to see nothing of what happened. Yeah, assuming he somebody didn't just drop that ball up there. Hey, DJ, can you put that for us? Like, just no, two putt here. He didn't do that shit. I mean, I nobody. I, I don't think that happened. I don't think thought that. But it showed. I have no idea how difficult it was to do that on that hole. I don't know how good of a shot. Yeah, that I mean, was. they're not good at marketing. <laughs> 
I just like seeing DJ. I, fucking, it's cool. Yeah, DJ can hit I the miss, hell out of I the miss, golf ball. I miss DJ. Uh, I'll say I, it. I like, get it. I miss yeah. having DJ. I, I think a lot of people miss DJ, Dave. I don't yeah. think you're 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 alone in that. You're I not think alone. The majority of people miss DJ. I yeah. think his not give a fuck attitude is you know refreshing, and it's nice to see that he just yeah. doesn't care when he's out there, which is cool. And look, I, at the end of the day. If he wins another green jacket, I will be happy because it'll be his first real one. You know, I was going to say validation, baby. <laughs> We're here. No, I mean, I, I, I like, like I said, I built my team for majors, and I just felt bad for anybody who's going to be matched up against me because I was going to be such a low seed into the into the matchup. And I'm sorry for Jimmy, but it, it, I think it's uphill climb. Yeah, for I mean, him. we'll see if that works out. Your strategy, yeah, you know, it was a bold strategy, Cotton. But we're in major season now, and honestly, if we, I, I am the seventh C, but if we go with points, I'm not that far off. Like Dave and Haley are at twenty. I actually have the same number of points as Dave, but he has been at the position before me. So, like, you know, I'm not far off. I made it to the same point that Dave did in the season. Now it's my fucking time to shine through the major yep. in the next, you know, two months, two and a half months. Like, listen, my team hasn't done great. Let's be real. Max Homa has been holding just bringing my team to shore like guys Picking don't worry we're gonna as hard as he can we're gonna survive the tsunami <laughs> don't worry we're getting there yeah and yeah. weathering the storm i mean you also have not used any trade or pickup. let me finish one. my statement if you don't count the day of the draft <laughs> <laughs> i think it was the day after but yeah i've used one I like to save them for around major time. And this one yeah. with making that one so early, I'm going to wait till after if I'm going to make another one. Do you regret making the trade now that we're at the Masters and you don't have, who do you have? You had Joaquin Neiman? Yeah, I dropped Joaquin and I picked up Svensson. Do you feel like it's really important for you to have that one point from Matt of Svensson and be matched up against Haley instead of? Yeah, for, right for point generating opportunity, yes. Because he's going to play those you know, smaller. Do you think Svensson would be off the board right now for you for a free agent pickup after this week? I don't know. And I don't care. All right. <laughs> well put. Uh, Yeah. The rest of the matchups, I tough look, the number one seed versus the number 10 seed, uh, Raman Cox versus Mitchapalooza, whose team has seven points. Uh, <laughs> John Rahm, Tom Kim, Sahith Thakala, Seamus Power, Joaquin Neiman, Taylor Montgomery versus Will Zalatoris, Fitzy, Harmon, Bradley, Henley, Taylor. The weird thing is, though, like, I do kind of feel like Mitch has a chance here. Like, it, it live or dies by Rahm for the most part. Tom Kim, I don't even think has played Ma the Masters yet. Sahith, first time at the Masters. Yeah. Seamus Power, I don't even know if he's in the field. Um, Joaquin Neiman has played the Masters, I think played okay here. Played well. Taylor yeah. Montgomery, I think, maybe made the field, maybe didn't make the field. I don't even know. Taylor, no, no, Taylor Montgomery is not in the field. Let me check again. Who was the other person? It was uh, Seamus Powers. Seamus. Seamus is in the field. Um, but I, look, I actually think Mitch has got a puncher's chance here. Like, I, I think he could get it done. I think that yeah. honestly, the biggest red flag is his number one pick, which is Will Zalatoris, who hasn't been healthy and has been playing like dog shit. Like, he's the liability here. I think Fitzy Harmon and honestly Bradley might show up, and all of a sudden he's yeah. got he's got a chance. Yeah, I totally agree. It all just depends on where Zalatoris's game is at and if he's fully healthy and back. Because he, he's obviously he, played really well here. Yeah, he has. He he really has. 
Um, if you were picking between these two teams right now, who would you pick? Well, it's really hard to pick against Rom, who I also have been saying all year was going to win this thing. But I, it's more interesting than a lot of these matchups because I, you do worry about missed cuts and come back to bite him. Um, but I would still pick Tyler's team. You got to go with Rom because I also wouldn't be shocked if Tom Kim balls out and has a top twenty or a a backdoor from you know Neiman or Tagala for a top twenty. All those seem possible to me. So, um, if I was picking, I'd pick Tyler's team. But it the door there is a path for for the Zally boys to to make it happen. I think if Zal Torres can just not miss the cut and maybe crack off a top 20, which I don't think is going to happen. I think best case scenario is Torres gets like a T45, but yeah, like a T36. Um, I do. I'm, but the crazy thing is, I think I'm going to pick Mitch's team because I think it's been a very quiet season so far from Fitzy, but I actually think Fitzy's going to show up this week. I think, and I'm not a big Fitzy guy at all, um, but I do think he, I think you're going to get like a T15 from him. I do think Harmon's going to show up too. They've lengthened this course. They made it even harder for him, but I weirdly think Harmon's going to show up as well. Bradley, you can, I don't really know, but I, I, I got a weird feeling, man. I'm going to take a flyer on Mitch's team here. I, I think he's going to win this matchup. That's wild. Tyler has a commanding lead. Yeah, but it's entirely wrong. It's entirely wrong. I mean, it, 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 there is no one on his team that's gotten more than six points besides him. Like he Ram has 22 points and he hasn't been playing that well right. recently. So like, yeah, is he going to show up? Like, I think you can count Ram in for maybe a top 20, but like, cool. One guy on Mitch's team doing that yeah. too. And, or you have Seamus powers, miss the cut or Tom Kim, miss the cut or Sahith, miss the cut. All people that have barely played this event at all. Like, yeah, that can very quickly make his top 20 go away. I, I'm going with Midge's team here. Dave, what do you think? Um, Valid points all around. Um, <laughs> you know, really hearing them and thinking about them thoroughly. Um, I think you make valid points. Um, I think, you know, what you say about Rom is valid. I think top 20, top 10, I don't see him going much higher than a top 10 this, this year. Um, I can see Tom Kim doing a top 20 or top 10, 10 as well. And I think he's going to make the cut. I don't think he's missing the cut. Um, so Heath, I could see missing the cut. Um, Seamus power. He's in the field, right? He is. Yeah. Um, I could see him missing the cut. Tom, Tom Joaquin's making the cut. I could see him getting a top 20. Um, I don't know. It's close. It's really tough. It, it, it honestly is a tough one, but I'm, I think, I think I'm going with the Roman Cokes. Tom Kim hasn't gotten a top 20 since January and he got it at the American express. And before that, he missed the cut. Uh, I I just don't know about Tom Kim showing up to his first ever Masters and and doing that well. I'd be in, I'd be interested or surprised or, or I'd maybe happy if he does play well because he seems like a great personality. He might be a a good person to see around in in the future on the PGA Tour. I think Ryan, he'd be a great face. Did you say who you went with? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went with Ramen Cooks as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, um, the last matchup, the two seed versus the nine seed, uh, Kling's Dynasty versus Ando Squad. Um, I mean, this this feels like it might be a, you know, this might be a bit of a grudge match, even though Ando's team has so far this season performed so poorly. Um, and he has one person who just hasn't even played, but we have no idea what to expect from Brooks Kepka, who's the last pick from Ando's squad. Like Ando's squad might come up huge this week and all of a sudden he's back into the mix. But Clint's team, the number two seed, uh, after a win this week from Corey Connors at the Valero. Uh Tony Finau, Sam Burrs, Corey Connors, Tyrrell Hatton, Harris English, Kurt Kidiyama. This is kind of the bad news bears, right? Like no real huge name that's like carrying them hard. There's kind of like a band of brothers just coming together to yeah. get the job if done. Tyrrell Hatton didn't have that wrist shit. I would have liked him a lot this week for a top yeah. 20 or top 10, but the wrist shit throws me off. I know he played at Valero. I don't know how he, he missed the cut. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is tough, but that's yeah. a squad. Like you said, but like Fien- all of those Fienau, guys are- burns Connors like are hot right now. And I mean, yeah. I, I think Harry English played well all could, year. Well, you could, I think you could easily chalk, chalk, chalk Kitiyama up for a miscut too. Like that's a 50-50 roll to die. Yeah, I think so. him and Hatton both have equal chance of missing the cut. I think it's boomer bust with Clint's Clint's team. And then on is Ando English in the field? I think so. I think he is. Yeah, he is. Um, and then on, on Ando's squad side, he has Morikawa, Hovland, Kisner, Berger, who's not playing for because also a wrist injury, Gary Woodland and Brooks Kepka. Um, I don't think Kisner's in the field. Um is Woodland in? Oh, Kevin Kisner is in the field. How the fuck is that possible? Um, maybe winning the match play is this like his last year qualified in the majors based I on that? I have no idea. Maybe. Um. Uh, and then so it, it, Woodland's in the field, right? Five year exemption yeah. from winning the U.S. Open. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this would also be his. This would be his fourth year from winning that one, or no, his third oh, year because he won it in twenty. He won it in twenty. 19. 19. So it's fourth one, yeah. Um, so he's got one more after this, uh, assuming he doesn't win somewhere else again. Um, I don't know. I think this could be close. I really do. Uh, I think Woodland could miss the cut. I think Kisner could miss the cut. Um, I think Javi and Morikawa, you can count on to be right around Javi around like a top 20. I think Morikawa could scare another top 10. Um, Definitely. uh, and then Kepka, I think it's a crapshoot, right? Like we talked about him at the beginning of the podcast, he could show up and be old Brooks. He could also be the best live golfer on the planet, which means a top 30, a strong top 30. <laughs> um, yeah. so who knows? Uh, I- I'm going to go ahead and I want the bad news bears to win it just because I think it'd be cool to see all these guys just like all just get like top twenties and somehow win against a matchup where like Morikawa gets like a top five and Hovland gets like a, a top 20 and the rest of his team just does nothing. And like somehow Clint Clint's team just spreads it out and gets it done. Um, But I think unfortunately we're going to see a decent, week from Brooks, which kind of pisses me off because I chose him last year to, to do this very thing. And he just yeah. was horrible. Um, but I think, I think Brooks is going to get a top 20. Um, and I think Morikawa might top five. And I think Holland might top 20. Oh, wow. 
top five for Morikawa. I think he might. I, I wouldn't mean, be surprised by that. I wouldn't at all. And I don't I, – I, like I said, he's in my anti-Wolf pack. But, you know, I think Morikawa, he got top five last year, right? I think yeah. so. I think it was fourth. Like, he he – he seems to have the right mentality around here. Like he's very calculated. And I think it's one of the few times where it pays dividends versus other tour weeks where I think people can kind of bake it around there. Um, I think it plays well into his, his favor. Um, so you're saying Ando's squad, I think he, I think Ando's squad's going to upset. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Clint's team all day. I, I like Clint's squad a lot. I really like Finau. Sam Burns is in crazy good form. Corey Connors obviously winning last week. I, I like what his team's doing. And I just, Hovland, I don't trust at all. Kisner makes me nervous. I love Gary Woodland, but I w- wouldn't expect a lot. And then Brooks is just such a wild card. So, yeah, I'm going with Clint's team. I think he takes care of the business. I think that's fair. Um, that's two for each side. And I'm fucking caught in between two for each side or one for each side. One for each side. Two total. (laughs) Two for each side. Morikawa's Masters history 2020, uh, the COVID year, T44, 2021, T18, 2022, fifth, solo fifth. So, like, it's climbing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He's. He could win the thing, and I would not be surprised. Like I, 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 I wouldn't. I'm either. going with Ando squad as well because I could see Kitayama, English Hatton, and Connors all missing the cut. Yeah, and... Connors coming off of a win. What ha- what happened after he came off that win in 2019? That's that's the question. I don't know, but I could see him missing the cut. Um, yeah, we heard you. <laughs> and on Ando squad, it's like as far as missing the cut, you're looking at Kisner. Burger's not playing, which is in Ando's favor, um, at least right now. Like, he's not losing him points and trying to play. Okay, um, so Corey Connors, sorry. Corey Connors has never missed the cut of the Masters, and he has a T46, a T10, a T8, and a T6. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i kind of thought we we talked about him in my group checks a little bit if do you think he could go back to back and i was like yeah that would be a lot but he, he did he I is mean, falling that changes out. things kind of right sure. like he's going down by exactly <laughs> two places three years in a row which puts him up for a t4 this year yeah yikes yeah this is a canadian does he become the first canadian to win it since mike weir and the thing is i don't necessarily <laughs> trust poppy here i don't either yeah, I think I'm switching and I'm going to Kling's Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Have some gumption. I can't for that. <laughs> I'm pulling up hobbies. And I, I yeah, just hobbies is the thing for me. T21, T27, so no point generation from hobby his last two. And then he played in 2019 as low amateur with T32. Yeah. So he's always he's always he, he's Which is he's kind played, of baller. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, he's right on the cusp of making points, but I could yeah. easily see him missing the cut too. Was that yeah, the year he... he also killed it at Pebble? It was 2019 yeah, where he yeah, was an amateur. T- T- yeah. It seems like Javi's short game is just like really costly. so bad. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, almost inexcusably bad. It's a place where short game really helps. So yes. I just... He's only missed the cut at one major 
he does have one WD from that sand in his eye incident at uh, the oh, U.S. Yeah. Open. Um, but besides that, like looking looking good, like not missing mm-hmm. cuts at majors. Um, and it's because he's just so fucking consistent off the tee, and he's great with his long irons. Um, which right. I think could play into it. I, I, uh, I don't think he's gonna miss the cut this week. I, I think he, I, you know what? I think he's gonna get his first points at the Masters. I think he's gonna get a top twenty. Well, you Wouldn't pick the end of squad, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where my head's at. Um, that's yeah. all the matchups for the Masters for this uh, this this major. Um, any uh, any closing thoughts on the on the fantasy and or the Masters? Um, not really entirely. Um, the only thing I would say is that if anyone has like a dark horse pick, maybe say it if you want to. Um, besides that, I'm really stoked to watch the Masters as I am every year. Um, but yeah, what about you, boys? Yeah, it's gonna be a ton of fun. I cannot wait to watch the Masters. It's gonna be even more fun on Sunday night when we are celebrating Rory's career Grand Slam. Dude, fired you- up. I will be. If that happens, I will be very sad. Yeah, and, and happy at the same time <laughs> to a degree. But like, ooh, yeah. how does it? How does it feel to enter every major just knowing there's a chance that you lose a thousand dollars? It's got to be a little dicey. Yeah, I mean, there's a narrative out there for me every time. So I guess That's I, true. I have that to you know. Um, with okay, yeah, so dark horse, dark horse. Um, Mine's Cameron Young is Cameron Young a dark that, that horse at like plus 2800? I think you got to be more than 40 to be a dark horse for sure. Yeah, I think the first dark horse is Corey Connors. Like, I think that's the first what's, eligible what's dog his plus 4500. What I'm I'm putting my hell of that. That's a hell that of feels crazy, horse. crazy good value though. 45 to 1. Okay, my dark yeah. horse is Justin Rose. That's not oh, yeah. bad. He he was the one who should have won it in 20 50, fucking 5500 at least by what mine is, it might be lower or higher. 6000 on uh, Vegas Insider. So yeah, I mean, the guy his strokes gained over the last uh 3 months is 1.5 um over the last 6 months is 1.3. So and he's had success here in the in the past. So I think he's a good dark horser. Yeah. If I can't do my boy Cam Young. <laughs> I think that's fair. That is much more in the dark horse vein. I'm still struggling, Ryan, unless you have one. I I mean Corey Connors is where I'd put my money in that forty five with what we just talked about, his track record the last couple of years and, and his form. If I'm throwing money on somebody in that price range, that's who it'd be. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I think that's a fair, I think if, if we didn't just talk about him for so long, I think I would do the same thing, but I, I, I feel like I want to go even kind of wilder. Um, just say Phil. No, no, I won't. I won't do that. Um, dude, at plus 75,000, uh, have you guys been hearing about Gordon Sargent? The amateur? Yes. Yeah. He, Have you been hearing about the, the clubs he's hitting today. into these holes? It's fucking insane. It it sounds yeah. like uh 
it it sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like it sounds really like wild. It sounds like he's putting like everyone to fucking bed, dude. Like the I don't even know how old he is. I all I know is that he's a he's embarrassing Augusta right now during practice rounds. Wait, they said he was forty yards me, what, past. What? Go ahead. He's hitting forty it. yards past JT and Homa off the tee. 40. That's stupid. <laughs> That's yeah. I I don't know what to really say about him other than just like. I am excited to watch because it's the Masters. Like a lot of his just shots on demand, and just seeing what he's. He said he hit. He's like, if you're confident with your driver, like he only didn't hit his driver once on the course when he was able to, and like he caught every single slope he needed to except for ten. Like, and he had, I think, the longest club day. Like weird, like honeymoon phase, like arrogance between like college and professional golf. Like Morikawa hit it, Wolf hit it. Hovland kind of hit it like it, yeah it's like there's a freeness to it if, if an amateur won the masters that would be so crazy that, that's be my sick. fucking dark horse dude i'm fucking picking <laughs> gordon sergeant and uh yeah he said the longest club he hit during his practice run was an eight iron an eight iron jesus christ that's insane i think, I think on one of the par fives because of where, where the wind was and like how it caught a bad bounce i think he had he had some wood on that hole, but like everything that was like a par four driver, the longest club he had him was an eight iron, which is fucking insane. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I, I'll be interested to see. Ryan, you have a you thought about a dark horse? That's Corey Connors. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. Yeah. Right yeah, on, boys. That's my guy. Well, if we don't really have anything else to talk about, uh, I mean, I'm soaked to watch it. Any closing statements or anything like that? Let's have some fun. Right on. Well, it was fun, boys, as always. And uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Have a good one.